and welcome to Radio Drama Revival, the show dedicated to stories told through the medium of sound, showcasing the diversity and vitality of modern audio theater. Hear your news, reviews, discussion, and of course, stories. I am your host, Fred, and that great theme music is by Roger Gregg of Crazy Dog Audio Theater. And today we are entering week four of our feature of Ruby 5. This is an adventure of a galactic gumshoe. Um, the last Ruby, Ruby 9, is in post-production now, I believe. Um, Tom has kept me up to date. They did some recordings in New York City uh, a couple weeks back and are now working on post for the new show, which is going to be really fabulous. Um, we've got some great artwork. Um, of course, fabulous music by Tim Clark coming up. So um, if you like what you've heard these past few weeks, um, hearing Ruby 5, um, stay tuned for Ruby 9. Just mosey over to zbs.org, zbs.org. And for now, enjoy the next installment of Ruby 5, The Land of Zoots. Ruby has been trying to figure out why the folks on the Awakening Archipelago have been transforming their islands into a wacky world. Um, all these things from Bubblesville to uh, the Terminator Teddies, Feather Formula, and more, all accompanied with the music of Tim Clark, which is just a little Space Age-inspired uh, tunes. It's just uh, really part of the character of ZBS works, and in particular the Ruby uh, shows. So that is coming up in just a moment after our next installment of The Cleansed. This is Chapter 8. Um, we have been following the story, the first story of the Republic, um, the place that was the ashes of New York, has been rebuilt as this somewhat totalitarian regime after John Prophet has fled. Uh, we met the boy Zeke, who had been imprisoned at some point in time, we would imagine after the first scene in episode one, when John's men were taken in the sewers, um, and they, he was rescued last week by Saul and his men. Uh, but not all is uh, quite as happy as that might seem, as we're going to find out in this week, as well as a little update about our main characters who are out in the woods of Maine. Cleansed, Chapter 8, here it comes. Final Room Productions presents The Cleansed, Season 1, Chapter 8. past. It was the longest night I think I'd ever been through. Well, at least the longest since the breaking. It was an appropriate way to start this thing off. A night that was way too long, yet morning feeling like it came too soon. John? John? <sighs> are, are you okay? I've been calling you for like five minutes. Yeah, I'm fine. Let's move. Uh, you look kind of pale. I'm fine. Okay. Oh, John! Are you all Whoa, right? I, I said I'm fine. You're wobbly. Come on, girl. I'm more than twice your age. I know what I can handle. All right. So, where are we heading? The river? Yeah, I left something there. Before the riders caught up with me. You know these woods at all? This is our playground, John. Good. That's what I wanted to hear. Let's go. Oh. Uh, yeah. Hey, are we gonna eat any breakfast? I wouldn't count on it. Yeah, but we always eat breakfast, Mar. 
We're not at home anymore, Luke. But Maria, this is going to be a very long day. <laughs> no kidding, Luke. Can you keep up? David. Huh? What? What is it, Chris? They're moving. What? They're on the move. They're what? Oh, yeah. I see them. Dark shapes. They're not riding. What do you think? Do we take them down? Eh, they're too far off. We'll have to wait for them to get closer. I don't like waiting. Well, neither do I. All right. Well, we'll be ready. I think about them. John's little people. Flapping around wildly like limbs without a head. Without profit. They were just as lifeless. But Saul... Oh, Saul knew the way. Saul was strong, where so many others were weak. Saul knew the way. Saul knew what he wanted. And he rewarded those who stood with him. It was good, oh, it was good, the way he brought them all together, when everything else had been lost. Oh, how is he? Bad. They must have tortured him. Oh, but, but Saul said that they didn't. Screw what Saul said. Are you his mouthpiece? He's the one who helped get him back. Yeah, and stolen in the first place, too. Look, I understand. You're saying this because you ran, but it's not your fault. No, it's John's. What? Without John, you would be like all the others who are celebrating in the streets, getting cushy positions in the New Republic. Instead, he goaded you into taking a stand. Didn't he? Saul, this is John we're talking about. I know John as well as any of you. I served him for nearly 10 years. So how can you talk like this? Because I see. I see how John was, how he really was. He was an inspiration, yes. At his best, he made us all believe in something better. But then, when you needed him, where was he? Was he standing by your side? In that subway tunnel? No, uh, he did what he needed to keep the resistance going. He'll come back. He's not coming back. Where have you been, Saul? You look like you were in a fight. I have my obligations to the Republic. You know that. There's blood on your shirt. Look, you can all think about what you want to do from here on out. John is missing, and Zeke is nearly broken. You're living down here like rats, and before long, the Republic will sniff you out. I have offered an alternative. We are not joining you. We can't, Saul. And you may choose to accept it or to deny it, but you will accept it. I won't. Very well. Wait. What? Will you take Zeke if I go? Of course. But he deserves someplace better than down here. He'll catch his death. Okay. I'll go too. What use are you? I know what secrets we stored in the soup. You wouldn't tell him. It's the only way. Well, follow me then. If any others have a change of heart, you know where to find me. Zeke, you've got to take care of him. Come on.
listening to a free podcast version of The Cleansed. To hear the rest of this episode in its entirety and uncut, visit www.thecleansed.com. You can purchase the entire director's cut for $1.99. Also see a full cast and crew list, exclusive behind-the-scenes video, character sketches, and more. Again, that's www.thecleansed.com. Or catch us next week for another free installment. New episodes of The Cleansed will go up on this podcast for free each Friday from March through October 2012. Those are available at thecleansed.com, finalrune.com, and radiodramarevival.com. The Cleansed is a Final Rune production. Find more free audio stories at www.finalrune.com. That's F-I-N-A-L-R-U-N-E.com. And that was The Cleansed, Chapter 8, thecleansed.com. For more tastes of that show, our next full-length installment, Episode 3, due out next week. Uh, quick word on The Cleansed. We, um, me, Fred, uh, who represents both uh, Radio Drum Revival, Final Rune, and The Cleansed uh, are headed out to Convergence again this year. Uh, Convergence, you may recall, is a science fiction fantasy convention held in Minneapolis around the 4th of July weekend each year. And um, I've come out some previous years for um, awards in the Mark Time or Ogle Awards. Uh, this year, I understand that, that a lot of the guys from uh, Fire Sign Theater, Dave Osmond and Phil Proctor at least, will be there, as well as Rich Fish, um, audio historian Tony Brewer, and uh, some of the other gang of audio guys who show up, uh, Jerry Stearns, Brian Price, uh, Jeff Adams, hope you'll be there, uh, as well as Scott Hickey, perhaps, and hopefully some winners of the Mark Time Awards and Ogle Awards this year. It is a pretty good festival of audio drama. If you're into this stuff, come out and meet us in Minneapolis this year at Convergence, convergence-con.org, and I'll put links on that show notes as well. If you want to learn anything about The Cleansed, I'll hopefully be talking on at least a few panels about post-apocalyptica and uh, the audio experience, and uh, be there was some cool art and other stuff. So uh, check it out, and of course, follow us at thecleansed.com. And now uh, we're on to Ruby 5, The Land of Zoots, Part 4. Here you go. Ruby 5. I was talking to the big mollusk. He was soaking in his tub out on the veranda. It was night. Three of the moons of Sumanula were giving a nice, eerie cheerfulness to his damp little island. Anyway, when I asked him where I could find the guy who calls himself the Wizard of Zoots, the big mollusk replied, In your dreams, Ruby. Not good enough. Oh, you are impatient. Well, okay. Look, if the Wiz Please, is supposed... I have something far more important to reveal. Oh, okay. Chaos, Ruby. Chaos is about to burst forth. I've always liked a little chaos. Oh, yeah, but now there are forces seething beneath the surface. Even as I speak, they... He gave a cry and fell back in his tub. A harpoon had punctured the thick shell of the big mollusk. I dove down behind his tub. I flipped on my night vision and peeked out. Off on the rocks, heading toward the surf, was something running and leaping. As I got closer, I could see it was some kind of frog-like thing. It saw me, turned, and fired. I slowed time and stepped aside as the harpoon flashed past my neck. And then I got a whiff of it. Ugh, I'd know that smell anywhere. It was about to jump into the surf. Three more hops and it'd be gone. One, two, on three, I let old Froggy have it. Slimies, genetically engineered assassins. And now they were creating frog assassins. Great. Well, much as I hate slimies, I got one good thing to say when you hit them. They self-destruct. Ha! 
The big mollusk was still alive, but gasping his last. Ruby, there is someone. Someone? In the circle of Hajibaba. In the circle of Hajibaba? Please don't repeat everything I say. Oh, sorry. Okay, you were saying? Where was I? Someone? Oh, yeah. There is someone. Someone, yeah. Are you repeating? No, I don't. who's the someone? The night crawler. The night crawler? Ruby. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Go to him. Where? Where? Where is he? In the earth. You mean beneath the ground? Yes. Who is this night crawler? A frogman came out of the ocean and harpooned the big mollusk. The big mollusk was the last living link to the creators of Zootsland. Why did they want to silence him? Who knows? I smell some unscrupulous corporation behind all this, Ruby. Yeah, speaking of smells, that frogman was a slimy. Slimy, yeah. What is, what is this slimy? You don't know. No, I don't know. Slimies are genetically engineered assassins. Scum of the earth. Oh, why is he slimy shoot the big mollusk? Who knows? The mollusk had told me that the creature who calls himself the Wizard of Zoots appeared in his dream. What's he look? The mollusk said he could assume any shape he wanted to. Well, that narrows it down. Yeah, so in the dream, the wizard said to the mollusk, the hundredth monkey. <gasps> no, one hundred monkeys. It's a theory. Oh, tell Francois. Well, if a monkey on one island learns something new, like how to break a bazooka nut on a rock, oui? and the other monkeys see him and start doing the same thing, when enough monkeys, maybe a hundred, start doing the same thing, oui? suddenly monkeys on other islands that have never even seen it will start breaking bazooka nuts on rock. Why is that these? Morphogenic fields. Eh? Yeah, some people believe consciousness doesn't exist in our bodies, but it's out there in a morphic field. <laughs> no. No, no, it's possible. Everything has form, atoms, molecules, galaxies. Oui? Morphic fields are nets of energy which shape and are shaped by all of creation. It's not just forms the fields influence, but things like behavior and ideas and instincts, memories. No. Oh, yeah, and all our memories, even our personality, reside in external morphic fields. Didn't they teach you that in school? I am a robot. I no go to school. Sorry about that. No, me. Look, guys. Tell Francois more about the morphogenies. No, no, we don't have time. Why are we talking about this? Because the mollusk believed that's how the wizard is able to manifest things. No! Mm. As more people hear about the land of Zoots, it starts to appear in their thoughts and dreams. What, what, what else? What else said the big mollusk? That things are about to accelerate and that I'll soon be removed from the case. You will. Why? He wouldn't say. Hmm, he must have said something before he croaked some intriguing red herring. Well, okay. What he said was, go see the night crawler. <gasps> What's the night crawler? He said he was part of the circle of Hashibaba. My God, you mean the circle of Hashibaba? What is it? Well, good grief, man. It's the legendary circle of mystical academicians. Oh. I think they invented the story of Zoots. President Bootsta knew about the group of philosophers known as the Circle of Hashibaba. How did she find out? 
You're the only one who knew. Are you accusing me, Ruby? No, Teru, but what about your android? Angel eyes? Yeah, you talk about this zoot stuff with her? Well, Angel's curious about life, and I obligingly Teru, submit to her. the ubiquitous RoboWorks that built your I... angel has tentacles all over this planet. You ever wonder whether they weren't bribing you? Well, of course I consider she the possibility that might... She's a prototype of the ISIS project, and they practically gave her to you. No, but, but that was... That was so the stick cost. a I... beeper in her. See where she goes. No, I can't do that. Yes, you can. She's no. a plastic bimbo. You can do anything. I have to trust her, Ruby. Why? Without trust, what kind of a relationship is that? Pretty common one. Ruby, are you inferring that my angel is a spy for the nefarious robo-works? Yeah. I'm shocked, I'm shocked. You're a sucker, Taru. No, how could angel pass on information? Oh, God. She could download anywhere. For example? For example, she could spit a chip out in a wad of chewing gum and stick it somewhere. She does chew gum. Yeah, why does an android chew gum? She chews gum to mask the scent of her breath. What breath? She smokes cigars. Why does an android smoke cigars? Because I I like a cigar now and then, especially after good dinner. Oh, yeah. Ruby, you ought to see us smoking our cigars, strolling together along the boulevard of dreams. I walk along Ooh, no, the street. Don't, 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 don't. Oh, I wish you could see those looks of envy. Angel clinging to my arms, swinging those sweet hips of hers. Yeah, what does she do with her butt? Her butt? Yeah, where does she put her butt? Does she just toss it or what? Toss it? I guess you could say that. Where? When? When she's finished with it. Finished? Yeah, when the two of you are through smoking. When we finish smoking. Yeah, uh, what'd she do with it? Uh, well, she takes it with her. I'm talking about a used butt. So am I. Her cigar butt. Uh, oh, her. Oh, why? Because I heard about an android who was a spy. She'd scan stuff with her eyes, and then she'd pass on the info. Through her butt? She had a hard drive in her tongue. That's where she also stored the data. There was a microchip in her cigar butt. And while she was puffing away, she was downloading the info. No. Yeah. And when she stuck her butt in an ashtray, her contact would come along and retrieve it. Angel has the most beautiful tongue. Listen to Rue. No, you can't imagine what she can do with that tongue. I don't want to if I told you some of the amazing feats she can perform with her amazing hey. tongue, when hey. she sticks out her hey. tongue, hey. hey, oh, hey. she can just wrap if it around. If you don't shut up, I'm going to yank you out to the length of my arm. Okay. Okay. I want you to feed Angel some bogus info and let's see where it goes. Okay. Good. Boy. Teru's android was a lot sharper than he realized. She was one of those advanced supermodels that evolved as she interfaced with things that were alive. Angel Eyes was good at playing the plastic bimbo, which is exactly what Teru wanted in a woman. The problem with Frankie's is you can't figure out what they're thinking. You know, blank stares, fake smiles, and they don't understand puns. But the supermodels expressed emotions that were pretty damn real. I figured it was only a matter of time and they'd have android shrinks listening to their problems. I asked Teru and his angel to meet me at the Café Garçon. You gotta check the net to find where it is. It floats around the city. It's uh, in a big bubble. President Kunstar Bootsta of the Awakening Archipelago was scheduled to speak on the holly. I told Francois, point it at Teru and Angel's table so the prez will be standing alongside them when she gives her little speech. Teru and Angel came in and sat down. I gotta admit, she was stunning. It wasn't just the way she looked, which was super chic. She radiated a sexiness that rippled out across the cafe. Eyes were bulging out, tongues were unrolling across the tabletops. So not really, yeah, you get the point. Teru didn't see me, sitting in the back, 
wearing a chartreuse jumpsuit, purple sunshades, and a magenta wig, yeah, you know, blending with the crowd. It was angel eyes I was watching. My shade zoomed in on her face. Flawless. Disgusting. It's hard enough being a woman, but now we gotta compete with this? Nah. I nodded to Francois, and President Bootstaff flickered and appeared, standing alongside their table. Because of the virus that has spread from island to island, we find it necessary to quarantine the entire archipelago. This is only a temporary measure. Scientists believe Angel Eyes reached out and tried to touch President Bootstaff. Angel virus. knew the Prez wasn't real, she was infected, just a holly, but she was absolutely fascinated by her. Found and the islands will be reopened to the general public. President Bootstaff finished, I slipped off my wig and disguise and made my entrance. Hello, Ruby. What did you think of President Bootstaff? I think she is my sister. What? She is of the ISIS class. Impossible. Is it? Well, obviously. If it were true, it would mean that the president is... is... an android. President Bootstaff of the Awakening Archipelago announced they were sealing off the islands because of a virus. She didn't mention that the virus was her own subjects, who were actively recreating a fantasy world called the Land of Zoots. What she also didn't say was that she's not the president. Thank God, Ruby, an android as posing as the president? Ah, it happens all the time, Taru. Really? Where? Sci-fi stories, you hmm. know. Yeah, true, true. So what happened to the real Prez? They replaced her. Who are they? Beats me. Francois? Oui? Around the cappuccinos for everyone? Oui, oui. Angel Eyes? Yes, Ruby. What are you thinking? I think... Yeah. I'm trying... Trying, yeah. Trying to... Trying to... Yeah, yeah. Trying to think. You think you're trying to think? Taru, she's blocked. Is that true? Mm-hmm. Oh. You're round of cappuccinos, my good friend. Thanks, Francois. Oui. So... How you doing? I am fine, Professor. No, I meant Angel here. Ah, she is rearranging, resetting, removing the block. She is? Yes, do not disturb. Oh, okay. The president, what she mean a virus? There is no virus. It's simply that Zootsland is spreading and they don't know how to stop it. Then what is vaccine? I don't know. Have they developed a way to inoculate people so they won't catch Zoot's fever? You mean a drug to squelch the imagination? Yeah, you know, something like television. Do you know what I think? Angel, you're back. I'm turning myself in. Into what? I'm returning to the ubiquitous robo-works. But, but, Angel... It's for the best. Don't go, Angel. The last android I had a relationship with left me. I can't go through that again. I know. Don't break my heart, Angel. Trust me, my big bunny. Big bunny? Yeah, she calls me Big Bunny. Oh. Angel, the world is falling apart. I need something, something warm and plastic to cling to. I'll be back. You will? Mm-hmm. See you. When? Before it's over. Oh. That's quite a handful you got there, Taru. I know. Hmm. Before what's over? Are you 
barking up the wrong tree of reality? This is Angel. This is Angel. We are the Android Sisters. It's up there. What's up there? What I want. What's up there? What I don't have. What's up there? What they said was there. What's up there? What everyone wants. What's up there? If I knew, I wouldn't be standing down here. Are you? Barking up the wrong tree of reality? Is it still up there? What's up there? You tell me. What is up there? What is up there? Isn't. Isn't? Isn't. Isn't. Real. They said it was real. They taught me it was real. Everyone believes it was real. Everywhere I go, they tell me it was real. And now you're telling me I'm barking up the wrong tree of reality? Woof, woof. Maybe it was up there, but now it's not. Woof, woof. You're saying it never was. Woof, woof. I ask you, what kind of world is this? Woof, woof. I've spent all these years. Woof, woof. All these stupid years. Woof, woof. Barking up the wrong tree. Woof, woof. Barking up the wrong tree of reality. All right, you tell me. What's up there? What is not? 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 What is not is what is. Is not. Wait, if what is not is up there, why am I down here? Because you are barking up the wrong tree of reality. I'm going to stand down here and complain. Woof, woof. Until someone does something. Woof, woof. I'm going to point it out. Woof, woof. So they can bark too. Woof, woof. A lot of good it's going to do. Woof, woof. And what about you? Woof, woof. What are you going to do? Woof, woof. You want to join me? Woof, woof. It's fun. Woof, woof. It's life. Woof, woof. We'll all stand down here. Woof, woof. Barking up the wrong tree of reality. Taru's android, Angel Eyes, left him. She went back to her maker, the ubiquitous RoboWorks. She didn't say why, but I think it was obvious. It was? She wanted to please you, Taru. By leaving me? Yeah, she's fond of you. That's a nice way to show it. Look, Taru, when she saw President Bootsta on the holly, she knew that wasn't the real Prez. It was a replica. She said, that's my sister. They're both from the same mold, the high-tech supermodels they call the ISIS project. My angel spying on the ubiquitous RoboWorks? Maybe. She rewrites her programs, she thinks for herself. Oh, no. Yeah, but for some reason, she likes you. Oh, gosh. You've got a good partner, Taru. Don't blow it, like you always do. What happened to the real President Bootstar? That's what I'm gonna find out. So, tick, 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 time passed. And when I didn't hear from my angel, I got to thinking maybe the fops at the RoboWorks suspected she was onto them. Maybe they were in the midst of diddling with her circuits, trying to figure out how an android could become a traitor to her own maker. Ah, Professor Daru, you are happy not so today, yes? No, I gotta make a move, Francois, but I haven't figured out the right steps. Mm, I understand. What say we go for the role? All right, but listen, Francois, I need your help. Ask anything, mon ami. Come with me to the ubiquitous robo. Oh, no, 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 no
Zeno likes the old outdated Francois. One look and scrap heaps for me. Don't worry, I got a little ruse up my sleeve. A ruse, may I see? Sure. <laughs> Ouch! Ah, okay, I'm feeling a lot better now. Huh? Come on, let's roll. Mr. Tarot. Ah, Mr. Fufu. Monsieur Fufu? This disgusting little trash can addressing me? Call me disgusting, you, you pasty puffy booby. How dare you, you nasty little pile. Wait, 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 hold on, my android, my android, Angel Eye. She came here for some minor adjusting. Oh? Angel Eye. I'm sorry, we have no... Oh, you mean nipples. Yeah, that's her. Uh, come back, uh, tomorrow. I want to see her now. Uh, no can do, she's, uh, sleeping. Sleeping? Yeah, uh, downtime. What time? Deactivated. Well, activate her, man. Tomorrow, I said. Your nipples will be up and running. Tomorrow. I want her now. Tomorrow. Shut up. Francois? Oui? We're coming back tonight. Oh, la, la. I called Andor, Techie Extraordinaire, at the Digital Circus. Andor, how do I get into the ubiquitous robo-works? Why don't you use the door? Because I want to break in! You can. Their security is almost impossible to crack. Almost? I wouldn't recommend you try it. Okay, how about you try it? Why? Because they got my angel. Angel eyes? Yeah, God, I miss her. I just get so horny when I Can't you get a court injunction or something? A what? What kind of a techie talk is that? What happened to the old Andor, the super-duper techie that rose to any security techno-bibble-babble whose motto was, they build it, I break it? No reply, uh... Okay, I'll do it. <laughs> gotcha. Why is Francois with us? Because he threatened to quit unless we gave him a bigger role. It won't be easy. He can handle it. No, I mean, this is going to be dangerous. When there's tension and stress, I always bring Francois. I don't understand. To make my cappuccino. Oh, all right. Here, put this on. What kind of suit is this? I guess you could call it a stealth suit. Oh, yeah? Here, Francois. Merci, stealth suit huh? What's it do? The lasers will slip around it. Oh, I love the laser. Andor didn't pick the locks, he simply strapped on his X-ray glasses, found a soft wireless spot in the exterior wall, and sliced an oval doorway. Very nice. You slicey very nice. Thanks. Taru, do you know which way? As I recall, the specialized android unit division is, uh... Uh... No, no. It's all right. I memorized the blueprints. How'd you get that? Oh, there's ways. Hacker, huh? Andor, he smoke? This way. We cut another door into the secured specialized android division, and there before us was a room stacked with female androids. And I mean, stacked. Is one of these angel eyes? I don't know. Let's examine each one thoroughly. Let's examine all of them. Why is they have the little hairs here, huh? For decoration. Hmm, some so soft, some so wiry. Why is that? I, I don't know. It's a mystery to me. Hmm, they feel like the bush, no? Hey, don't touch that. And or what they call this? I, I can't tell you. <laughs> you don't know? I, I can't tell you because, well, there are certain words that just make people heat up and explode. <laughs> oh, not Francois. I know, but someone who's not French might be listening. Ah. Uh -huh. <laughs> She's not here, rats. Uh, 
Isn't she supposed to be a prototype? I never asked her. Ah, Isis, Isis! What's he sissing about? Isis, Isis! If you got a sis, do it over there in the corner. No, look! Francois has found the Chamber of Isis. And so we clambered into the chamber, and there she was, standing there like a goddess. Oh, la, la. Star naked. Oh, la, 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 la. Andor the techie, Francois the French robot waiter from the Café Garçon, and myself, T.J. Taru, broke into the ubiquitous robo-works to rescue my android, Angel Eyes. We found her in the advanced android division called the Chamber of Isis. And there she was, standing there like a goddess, stark naked. Ooh, la la! Hey, keep your pincer to yourself. Isn't technology wonderful? Mm, magnifique. Yeah, of course, it's... Hey, both of you, stop staring. You no sense of decency. Uh, she's the most decent thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Me too, ah. très jolie. Oh! Well, we wash out your ball bearings with soap. She's so beautiful. Uh, you still gaping? Come on, around, around. Turn everybody, turn around. Close your eyes. All right, come on. Angel, angel. Angel, up. It's time to get up. Up, up, huh? <laughs> hey, no peeking. <laughs> Angels. Yoo-hoo. Wake up. You have to activate her. What? Turn her on. That's what I'm trying to do. No, what I mean is she shut down. Oh, well, where's her on-off button? She doesn't have one. I knew that. You have to take her through the activation sequence. How? I can do it. No, you don't. It'll take a long time to tell you how. All right, but don't touch her. I have to. Okay, but no feely-feely, savvy? Open your eyes, Angel. Oh. Open your eyes, that's it? Just open your eyes? How are you feeling? Sleepy. I'm Andor. You're cute, Andor. I can't stand this. Put on some clothes. We gotta get out of here. Mm. Hello, TJ. You noticed me, huh? Are these your lace panties? Thank you, Andor. Are these your silk stockings? Mm-hmm. I smell trouble in this plot. Is this your little dress? Yes, Andor. I'm beginning to simmer. Are these your little shoes? Uh-huh. I can't stand it anymore. I'm ready. All right, Francois! We. Oui. Come on, let's blow this joint. T.J. Taru persuaded Andor and Francois to help him rescue Angel Eyes from the ubiquitous robo-works. Seems Angel Eyes, an android, as you probably know, checked herself in for a minor malfunctioning, which she faked, so she could do a little snooping around in there, especially in the specialized android division where they were experimenting with a new prototype, a supermodel called the Isis Project. Angel is an Isis. So we found ourselves in this room stacked with female androids. They were all nude, and Francois starts yeah. checking yeah. out. Yeah, listen, 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 listen. I want to know, Angel, 
Did you find anything on President Bootstock? She was replaced by an ISIS. Just what I thought. The ubiquitous robo-works are part of a confederacy of corporations that are planning to develop the Awakening Archipelago. A confederacy of corporations? Mm -hmm. Ruby, we're taking on the world here. Yeah, if it's true. This is pathetic. Why you can't even prosecute a corporation? Where's the real President Bootsta? Imprisoned. Is she alive? Yes. Where is she? On Little Pinky. On whose Little Pinky? It's an island in the archipelago. Ruby, you ever seen this Little Pinky? No, but I'll find it. Who's guarding her? Slimacons. Slimies? Oh, yucky, yucky, yucky. Oh, the slimies are doing the dirty work for the Confederacy. What's the setup? Uh, what? Their defenses. How are they set up? I, I, I have to shut down. Wait, Angel! Shh, come on, let's talk over here. What's the secret, Ruby? I'm going out there. Oh, we are? No, no, this may be a setup. If it is, the Slimies are gonna be waiting. I'm going alone. I know how much you love to snuff Slimies, Ruby, but a Slimy is a genetically designed, soulless, professional assassin, a merciless mercenary, a vicious, vile, venomous, viperous nuisance. Really? Yeah, I just thought I'd tell you that. If I don't come back, take her to Andor. Andor? Maybe you can tell if the stuff she told us is the truth or planted in her. Andor is not touching my angel. If she's a mole, get rid of her. You're saying my angel's a double-crossing double agent? Who knows? See you later, Jerome. Yeah. Everyone sees me later. Hmm. Hello, TJ. You have a nice nap? Mm-hmm. Nice to see your back. If you are interested in cassettes or CDs of Ruby 5, call 1-800-662-3345. That's 1-800-662-3345. Or check us out at www.zbs.org. This is another ZBS production. And that was Ruby 5, Part 4 by Tom Lopez's ZBS Foundation, zbs.org. Uh, check out zbs.org for more Ruby Mayhem, an excellent podcast. Uh, there are other Rubies, obviously, um, up to eight right now, and then Ruby 9 will be forthcoming. Uh, in the meantime, over 200 hours of original audio drama programming can be found at radiodramarevival.com. We've got featured genre section access to our archives of content and the mega archive page where you can search all of the shows we've ever aired. Uh, you can learn more about audio drama news by following us on Twitter. Hit up at Radio Drama or search Facebook for Radio Drama Revival or iTunes. Again, just search Radio Drama Revival. Um, and that wraps it up for this week. Radio Drama Revival is produced by yours truly, Fred Greenhalge. Copyright of individual shows remains their original producers, but please share the show as far and widely as you would like. Radio Drama Revival originates in on-air radio at WMPG-FM, Southern Maine's community radio. It is podcast at radiodramarevival.com as a labor of love. Till next time, keep your mind and your ears open. Thanks for tuning in and have a great week. <laughs>